Hello and welcome to the Positive Choices Podcast, where we give you brain-based strategies to help children make positive choices, solve social problems, regulate strong feelings, and thrive. I'm Lindsay Keeley, a social and emotional learning specialist and your host. In today's episode, we explore positive self-talk, the practice of thinking and saying encouraging things to yourself. We talk about why it's important and how you can use positive self-talk, not only for how you interact with yourself, but also how you can model this for children so that they can build these skills as well. Let's get started. Hey there, thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your busy schedule to have this conversation about positive self-talk and really examining the ways that we think about ourselves and the ways that we talk to ourselves. And this topic actually came from a question that we received from one of our listeners about a concern she had about her son. With the distance learning, she found that he was starting to use some concerning dialogue towards himself. He was saying things like, I can't do this math homework, I'm stupid, I don't get it. And really, after hearing this discussion that we had been talking about with shame, she thought, whoa, my son is starting to use the shaming language, but towards himself. And so she just asked, what can I do to help support him? Because especially in light of the research that we've talked about with shame, that's not something that we want our children to experience or sit in, and especially not something that they are imposing upon themselves. And so we are more than happy to answer that question because this is something, this is a question we've received time and time again. So Really happy that we had so many people ask questions for us. And if we aren't getting to your questions this week, be sure to keep asking us or send us a direct message on Instagram, and we'll be sure to cover it in future episodes. So we are excited because as we start to think about not only the messaging that we give to our students and our children, that's powerful. But when we can start to instill these skills in our children and in our students, this is something that they can carry with them regardless of what situation they're in and what circumstance they're in. Because here's the thing. In our last episode, we talked about how shame can have really adverse health outcomes, anything from addiction, depression, anxiety, even higher rates of of suicide in individuals who experience high levels of shame. These These are consequences that have shown up in the research. And so we want to negate that. We want to eliminate that. However, as Dr. Brene Brown points out in her research, it's impossible to completely step outside and of shame and to not experience it at all. The fact of the matter is shame is something that is going to be present in our society, in our lives, we're going to experience it. And so rather than asking, how do we get rid of it? She poses the question of how can we build shame resilience, the ability to overcome the adversity that we experience as we are hearing things that may cause us to feel shame? And so some ideas as I was doing this research early on in the development of the positive choice curriculum, I found something that was so powerful, and that is the power of positive self-talk, which is thinking and saying, encouraging things to yourself. And what shows up in the research is when you do this, it makes your brain happier, 
healthier and stronger. And I was starting to implement this personally and professionally in my classroom. And I found that as I was practicing positive self-talk, my students were picking up on it. And then I could hear them start to use things that I was saying towards themselves. And I just saw such a difference in my own students' academic success and how they were oriented orienting themselves to challenges and to new learning. And I found it really powerful and important. So we actually, in our Positive Choices home curriculum and in the school curriculum, there's an entire chapter, chapter two, that's devoted to teaching children about the brain, the amazing power that their brain has to influence their actions, how incredibly strong it is. And we also integrate in our most recent edition, positive self-talk. And we give students and children specific things that they can tell themselves. Things like, my brain is amazing and can do amazing things. Another positive self-talk dialogue that we give them is, it's okay to make mistakes. When I learn from my mistakes, my brain makes more connections and it gets stronger. Another positive self-talk sentence that we give students that has been extremely helpful, especially during COVID and during distance learning as we've had to navigate this new method of learning is learning something new makes my brain stronger. And I certainly feel this personally as I've had to switch from doing in-person trainings and workshops and now working over Zoom and doing my college workshops and university courses via Zoom. I've had to navigate that learning curve. And it is so common, it's so normal to have that initial negative self-talk of, why can't I get this? And gosh, I'm never going to figure this out. Or just different things that you can find yourself saying of, oh, that that kind of has a little bit of, of shame. It sounds a little bit shaming. And so we're going to give you some really practical things that you can do to model and to practice positive self-talk yourself, but then also to help children so that they can start to do this too. And the reason why we're gonna start with how to do it yourself is because one of the best ways to teach children a new skill is for you to model it. The more they see you doing a particular skill, like making a healthy choice, or if you model, you know what, I feel kind of upset. I'm gonna take some deep breaths. We talked about modeling that skill in our previous episode about how to calm and maintain and regain a sense of calm. We'll link that in the show notes. But when kids start to see adults do that, it is a lot more easy for them to apply those skills and to internalize those skills as well. So before we hop into both how how you can practice this personally and teach it to others, let's look at some of the science and research as to why it's important to do this. When I first started doing the research, I was surprised to find that self-talk has long been studied in the scientific research. Dating back to almost the 1880s, researchers started to take an interest in understanding the function and nature of inner speech and started to examine the things that people say to themselves. Lev Vygotsky was a Russian psychologist who is famously known for his theories in sociocultural learning, and he talks about how social interaction plays an integral role as children learn and develop. Vygotsky in 1986 started to do a historical and cultural psychology research in which he was trying to understand how inner speech and self-talk played a role in children's lives. And in his research, he found that the way in which inner speech is developed starts to become 
a way that children internalize both meaning and culture within the context of language. And what Vygotsky found was that a child's capacity for inner speech was not only necessary, but very important for independent thinking and action. Since Vygotsky's time, self-talk has been continued to be researched. And over the years, researchers have found that when individuals redirect negative thoughts more towards positive thoughts and practice positive self-talk, there are a variety of positive health outcomes. This can increase your lifespan, lower rates of depression, lower levels of distress. It can lead to better psychological and physical well-being. Additionally, you can have better cardiovascular health and reduced risk of death from cardiovascular disease. And finally, you can have better coping skills emerge from changing this in your thinking. And if you want to learn more about recent research, I'm going to link in the show notes some data that Mayo Clinic experts have synthesized for your reading pleasure. So with this understanding that positive self-talk can have amazing health benefits, as well as promote shame resilience and mitigate the harmful effects of having shame messaging present in your life, let's talk about some really specific things that you can do personally and that you can help children do to promote this. Tip number one is to connect with yourself and to connect with children, to acknowledge how you feel and to hold space for all emotions. And to do this, you could say something to a child like, gosh, I can tell that you're really upset about this math homework feeling challenging. That's okay to be upset. I've felt that way. Gosh, when I had my last Zoom meeting with my work, I felt really upset too because this is such a new process for me. So when we pause and when we connect with children by helping to narrate their emotions and saying, hey, you're feeling frustrated and that's okay, we're allowing them to not only feel like it's okay to normalize the emotion, but also to get them in the practice of being able to build that emotional literacy, understanding their feelings, and holding space non-judgment so that we can really feel how we're feeling and then move on from there. But when we talk about practicing positive self-talk, I really want to make sure that we emphasize that it's not just saying, okay, let's fake it till you make it, put a smile on your face. Let's look at the positive. So we're not talking about toxic positivity. We're talking about, of course, holding space for where you're at, acknowledging your circumstances, but then being intentional about how you move forward. So again, tip one is to either connect with yourself and acknowledge like, wow, this is really difficult or I'm feeling really sad about my circumstances and with children doing the same thing. I can tell that you feel this way or how do you feel right now? I know that I've had a difficult time when I've experienced challenges with academics when I was in second grade. I felt the same way too at times. So that's tip one is to connect and hold space for all feelings. Tip number two is to reframe how you see the current circumstance and use positive self-talk rather than the negative self-talk. So as an example, I'll give you, it was the first day of winter term this January, and I went to share my PowerPoint slides for a class I'm teaching at Oregon State. And when I went to click present, it said, you must ask the host for permission to share. And I thought, well, that's odd. 
I'm the host. I'm the one who has to do this lecture for two hours and I can't get my PowerPoint to share. I had spent all this time putting these video clips and um, you know integrating pictures and I was so excited and yet here my computer is telling me that I'm not the host. And so I said, um, is anyone here the host? Because my computer's not letting me share. And in that moment, one of my first thoughts that came to my mind was the negative self-talk. It was, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. This is the first day of class. This is my student's first impression of my this class that we're all engaging in. And some of the negative self-talk started to come up. However, as we look at the three C's of positive choices, connect, calm, collaborate, I had to stop in my mind and I connected. Okay. And I did not say this out loud. That would have definitely um, come across as strange to my students. But in my brain, I was thinking, okay, oh, I'm going to take a deep breath. This is challenging. The computer is not working right now. I need to kind of problem solve, but it's going to be okay. And I had to take some deep breaths because when we are in a, in a situation where there's anxiety or frustration, we need to be in a place of calm to reframe the current situation and to reframe our thoughts because our go-to isn't going to be that prefrontal cortex, that critical thinking, hmm, I wonder how I can reframe this situation, right? We need to have our executive function skills. We need to have that part of the brain working. And to do that, taking a big, deep breath is one of the best ways to start. Then because I had practiced literally by drawing pictures and, and writing a chapter all about positive self-talk, I had just worked on a YouTube video. I was able to bring to mind one of the first ones, uh, one of the first pictures I drew, one of the first positive self-talk dialogues I had created, which was, it's okay to make mistakes. When I fix mistakes and learn from them, my brain makes new connections. And so I just told this to myself, it's okay to make mistakes. I'm going to learn, right? I'm here to get it right, not be right. That's one of my favorite Brene Brown sayings. Um, I'm, I'm here to get it right. I'm here to learn and grow in this experience. And so that was so powerful for me as I was able to reframe the situation and decide, you know what? I could look at this as a negative and use all kinds of shaming language to myself. However, I'm going to intentionally choose to view this as a learning opportunity and extend compassion and grace to myself. And because I was engaging with my prefrontal cortex, my critical thinking, it allowed me to be more of a problem solver. So I was able to get a technology assistant and he helps me with every class, he has the recordings going and um, I'm able to get assistance in that way. And so rather than getting trapped in the negative self-talk of, I can't believe I can't do this, I should be able to, I was able to extend grace to myself and say, here we go, I'm going to get creative. What can I do here? How can I have someone come alongside and, and really problem solve the situation? And so that's another benefit of practicing positive self-talk and just saying, you know what, I might need to have help from someone else and that's okay. So to apply this for children, let's make this practical for how you could teach this to your own child or to your classroom. You can teach them about positive self-talk dialogue by showing them a YouTube video that we created um, and it's called Positive Self-Talk. It's on our YouTube channel. So you can go to YouTube, search Positive Choices. And this is a quick video that gives different examples of things that kids and adults, as I did, um, can tell themselves in different situations. And it's really powerful when you engage a child's critical thinking part of the brain. So let's say first you connect with your child 
in the example with the homework, you could start by doing the first tip, which is to connect and hold space for feeling. You could say, hey there, I see that you're upset or something's on your mind. How do you, how are you feeling? And, and maybe your child or your student doesn't quite know because their brain's mixed up and you could help narrate. I wonder if you're feeling upset because the math is, is frustrating for you. And they might say, oh, yes, it is. Then you can hold space for that emotion and say, I totally get it. That's okay to feel frustrated. That is so normal. You could add a personal note. I felt that way before too. Then you can encourage them to find something positive to tell themselves, help them reframe their current situation. And you can do that by helping them identify a specific positive self-talk they can practice. In the Positive Choices curriculum, we have a poster that teachers often keep on their walls in the classroom, or a parent might leave this in a child's bedroom or on the refrigerator. So you could say, I wonder what you could tell your brain. What positive self-talk could you practice? And the child could walk over to whatever, wherever that is in the house, or if you have um, positive self-talk cards, we now have those available for digital download. So you can purchase just that resource if you're interested. I'll link that in the show notes. But you could get them thinking and looking at cards that have illustrations on them, and then they could use that critical thinking part of the brain. I think I want to tell myself this positive self-talk. So they pick the card, or they look at the poster, and then they practice saying that. And this is something that is so powerful. We've seen this time and time again. And if you practice this outside of the context of a challenging situation, when you do this when a child's brain is calm and in control, that's what's gonna be most effective. So if you have the curriculum and you've already read the chapter two, or if you have these, these downloadable cards that you've already looked at, then when it comes time to needing to use positive self-talk, a child's already memorized it or they've heard you say it out loud, you've modeled that for them, and it's something that can become automatic and it can be like a muscle that they're constantly building and exercising with every challenging task that they face. If you're curious as to whether or not you're practicing positive self-talk with a given situation, ask yourself, would I say this to a dear friend of mine? If your friend had a very similar experience happen to them, and if they came to you and said, oh my gosh, I had such an epic fail today at work or whatever situation they presented to you, what would you say to them? It's likely that you would put your arm around their shoulder and say, oh my gosh, I'm here for you, I get it, I've been there, and that you would extend grace and compassion to help them work through that. So if you ever are wondering, huh, is what I'm doing okay? Is this gonna help me just... Picture that you're talking to your best friend, they're comforting your child or, or someone that you love dearly, and treat yourself in the same way. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the Positive Choices Podcast. Thank you for listening in. And if you feel so inclined, we would love it if you gave us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. This helps us to be more searchable on the podcast app. And if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer in future episodes, be sure to send us a direct message on Instagram, or you can email info at positivechoices.com. Can't wait to talk to you next week as we continue to explore ways to productively solve problems with children, as well as foster connection and accountability. Talk with you soon.